You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and The Driven websites, and is brought to you by ZeroMo, a non-profit initiative helping transition to battery-powered lawn and gardening equipment and electric vehicles using 100% renewable energy. Hello and welcome to this very latest edition of The Driven podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of The Driven website and also Renew Economy and joining me is um, Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics and EV enthusiast and roving reporter for this past week. Nigel, how are you? <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Giles. Excellent. Now, look, you went off to the Newcastle Electric Vehicle uh, Exposition, I guess it was. Um, actually, no, it wasn't really. It was actually a bunch of... Um, it was V8, was it, mate? mate. It was a V8 supercar race, final for the year. The V8 supercar race and the electric vehicle people were there just to show them how quick things can really go. They were. And, and you know, they all credit to the Australian Electric Vehicle Association and particularly David highly uh, and um, Sally Perini who put in a massive effort to just get people with electric vehicles there to talk to you know rev heads really about what um, electric vehicles uh, are and where they're up to um, um, so it was only a small display but we we're in a really good location the, and the council was great um, helped out terrifically to get us in place and we spent the whole day talking to people um, and giving test rides. In fact, there were 200 test rides given um, to punters who wanted to jump in a Tesla and feel the, feel the excitement of a Tesla. Um, and, and over the course of three days, we chatted to literally thousands of people, a bunch of different vehicles there, three Zeros uh, and a, a Fonzarelli scooter. So, yeah, great little event. What was the response? The response was really interesting, you know, um, there was universal interest. Everyone wanted to have stop and have a look. And, oh, yeah, I've heard about the Tesla. I've never heard of an electric motorbike. I didn't even know they exist, but interesting. Um, and then it was a really mixed response. Some were very, very sceptical. No, I'm not interested. You know, it's all about petrol cars. But, but, but a lot were very, very interested in understanding where this was going to be in a few years because they could see that, um, uh, that it was coming. Um, and um, they were interested in understanding the performance of the vehicles. Um, they want to know the range. They want to know the performance. What's the top speed? How far can you go? And they'd, they'd use that as the, the kind of yardstick of whether the uh, electric vehicles uh, are, are up to scratch. And, of course, for those who were really genuinely interested, they'd hop in the Tesla and universally come back with the Tesla grin and, and walk off down the street going, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Electric vehicles have arrived. Hey, look, um, that sounds good. Look, we'll get back into You did some recordings while you were there. We'll, we'll have a listen to those, um, including with um, Sally, Sally Perini from Zero Mo, who is the, the sponsor of this podcast, and we thank mm. her very much for that. Um, but look, in the meantime, I just wanted to cover off on a bit of other news. Now, um, I'm off um, this week to Brisbane to be part of the distinguished coterie of motoring journalists, and for goodness sake, you know better than most, I'm not a motoring journalist, but <laughs> we are the only green website to get, a, um, to get invited to the launch of the Ionic. And this is the Hyundai. So the, this is the, basically the first electric vehicle in Australia with a decent range that is going to be offered sub $50,000 Australian. So it nice. could be, it's quite a milestone. It's quite a milestone. So 
They've actually got three vehicles that they're um, proposing. They've got like a classic hybrid, a bit like a Camry. They've got a plug-in hybrid, and then they've got the full electric. And that's really fascinating because I'm looking forward to finding out from them what it is that they think is going to sell the best. And it's going to be a really interesting um, exercise for people as they're thinking about, well, do I buy the hybrid, the plug-in, or the full battery? How much does the cost up front? Well, we now know it ranges from 38000 um, or 35000 for the hybrid to 45,000 for the um, for the full, full electric and what what will the running costs be and what will the driving experience be so it's going to be really interesting so um, I'm looking forward to that wow yeah that'll be cool when are they when are they launching them in Australia when are they available when can people buy them that was the other question we got a lot is can we get this car is is it available now well, Hyundai um, say that it's going to be available from mid-December. So, um, oh. yes. So all the test drives, they had all the sort of the motoring people up there today. I'm part of the second wave um, that's going up there and doing this on Thursday. Yeah, tier two. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm t- I'm, I'm, no, I think they did tier two first, actually, tier one. Oh. Um, and, um, and our stuff is embargoed until, um, you know, our experiences with the test drivers embargoed until next week. So, you know, they've kind of announced all the details about the pricing and the specifications. Yep. yep. Um, and I guess the key one there for the Ionic full electric is it's a 28 kilowatt hour battery and 230 quote unquote real world range. But under other measurements, it goes up to about 280 kilometers. I guess that depends how you drive it and what those sort of um, things are. Mm. So, um, so, yeah. So, look, um, Pretty interesting stuff. And um, look, just I'd just like to cover off some other news before we go back to Newcastle. Um, General Motors, mm. really interesting. Now, they went bust a couple of, day, couple of, year, couple of days, a couple of years ago. Barack Obama bailed them out. Um, they mm-hmm. went from, um, from big trucks to small vehicles. Now they've worked out that um, consumers don't want small vehicles anymore. They want SUV crossovers. But they've actually gone and realised that finally, after fighting for years against these new... Um, um, fuel um, standards in America that the future is battery electric. So they just sort of said, well, look, almost all our investment in the future is going to be with battery electric. They're going to close down five um, factories. Partly really? helped, yes, p- partly helped by sack 15,000, oh no, 15% of the workforce. This is partly caused by Donald Trump's master master plan of, um, of um, imposing tariffs to try and help Australia, um, American manufacturing. Well, he's now got five plants closing and thousands of people out of work. But it also speaks to the transition. You know, if you look in America now, Tesla is just killing the major, the incumbent manufacturers on just about every category that um, Tesla is in, absolutely killing them on sales. Yes. And I just think that GM's kind of woken up and saying, okay, we've got to go with this. Gosh, I can't wait to see what happens here because, you know, we've heard this before from GM, right? Um, yeah, they've had a couple of false starts at trying to do this. Maybe a little early to the party. Maybe they've, you know, just sat back and, and, and watched for a few years and um, uh, are seeing what Tesla is actually delivering now and seeing the other manufacturers coming up, clipping on their heels very, very quickly. And VW are, you know, what, 12 months away at most from a number of vehicles of different brands on the market. So, you know they've got some catching up to do if they want to uh, if they want to have vehicles on the road in the next one or two years. 
Well, I think so. Yes. Well, they're going to they're going to stop the Volt, which is this this sort of plug-in hybrid. Um, they've got they've got a Bolt, which is their full electric. Yes. Um, so they're very unspe- non-specific about their models and what they're going to be doing, but they're going to have to mm. come up with something, as you say, have to come up with something soon. And look, speaking of Tesla, um, just wanted to go back to our last um, um, Solar Insiders podcast uh, last week, and we talked about Tesla and Elon Musk be catching mitt and yes. the. Um, I had to Google that after after you freaked me out and told me about that to find pictures of it. it it's it's pretty cool. It exists. It exists. It, it does exists. exist. It, and it's there to catch the fairings from yes. the rockets that we're sending in space, SpaceX. And someone took issue with us, thought we were being a bit sort of, you know, a, a bit mocking of Elon Musk and stuff like that. And and I don't think, well, I didn't intend to be mocking and apologies if I was. But he made the interesting point is that Elon Musk, when he's explaining the reason for this catching mitt, was that basically these fairings cost $4 million. And if you know that $4 million is going to fall from the sky, then you might go out and make a big catcher's mitt as well and see if you can catch it. So <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because that's kind of been the way that Elon Musk has operated. Now, be it with SpaceX and just the whole idea of the reusable rockets and doing these fantastic electric vehicles and the battery storage, he's kind of taken the attitude that he's going to do things differently. He just thinks differently about, you know, normal business practice. And that's why he sort of turns things on his head. And, um, and, um, and, and speaking of turning things on his head, he's even talking now about going to Mars in seven years. So um, wow. let's hope he gets all the production sorted out by then and I get my, I get my model. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I just want, want to... I, uh. I, I don't want to have to sort of text him and just sort of say, please come back now. <laughs> Could you drop by Byron Bay with my car on the way back from Mars? Well, you can drop another thing and I'll go and get a catcher's mitt myself. Um, Send a mitt over. Anyway, interesting stuff. Now, look, back to Newcastle and um, and the electric vehicle stuff. Look, pretty interesting that they sort of go into the world of the V8s. And um, look, let's listen to the first recording that you did. Um, This is basically you're standing there giving a bit of a presentation and then you have a chat to Sally Perini, mm-hmm. uh, who is indefatigable, um, you know, campaigner and advocate for electric vehicles, and who um, a huge owns campaigner, amazing yeah. energy. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and as she explains, what, what, we'll hear, you'll hear explaining what Zero Mo is about and why she's doing it. Let's have a listen now. Sally, why are we here? What's going on? That's a good question. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're here just to be able to show uh, people that are coming to the supercar event, give them a taste of electric vehicles get them to have a look inside, get them to be able to take them for test have a drive. Well, yeah, test, yeah, yeah. test rides test anyway. Rides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So experience the acceleration of a few Teslas. This is a yep. good crowd to show what electric vehicles are capable of too, right? Because That's exactly yeah. right. we got performance in all these cars. There's a bunch of Teslas and That's Nissans right. and Zoe's. So we've got a P100D here, as you know. P100D. So zero to 102.5 seconds. Yep. So once people see that, but also the Model X, so they're seeing the Model X yeah. do its door dance, of course, and that gets them in. So that's a bit of a magnet, and then it gives you that opportunity to be able to and tell the them about the other car. The bi- oh, the sorry, sorry, Nigel, absolutely, yes, of course. Three zeros, three, three four zeros, zeros yes. and a Fonzarelli scooter, just to keep it interesting. And then and what's, what's David what's driving around on his little, oh, he's got an electric, he's scooter. electric scooter. So yeah. that's the only reason he's here. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And what's, 
zero emissions mowing. Tell me, we're sitting behind an electric Kanga. Kangoo, yeah, Kangoo City. Beautiful yep. little van, very practical looking vehicle. It is. What's it like to drive? It's great to drive. It's like all electric cars, so it's got that instant acceleration. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing too, it fits in the back of it, all battery powered mowing equipment. So, oh, so that's what mowers, zero emission mowing's about. That's right. So I'm running a not-for-profit. So what I do is I lend out my battery powered equipment, so yeah. leaf blowers, brush cutters, push mowers. Why do you lend it out? Uh, so I'm trying to change the entire landscape mowing sector. So I want them right. all to change from petrol to battery powered right. equipment. So, so let them experience it. That's, that's the, right. That's the so principle. the same idea as electric cars. So if you can get people into an electric car, once they've had a drive of one, they're sold and yes. they get it. And it's the same with the battery powered mowing way. equipment. So you get wow. them to try it out. So yeah, so so yeah, they can yeah. contact Zero Emission Mowing. That's right. You'll line up some equipment for them. That's right, and off I'll go and I'll deliver it to them, and I'll wow. pick it up afterwards. Wow. So yeah, there you go. That's, that's what Zero Mo is about. That's the way to do it. Yeah, look, fascinating woman, um, uh, isn't she? That, that was Sally, Sally Perini just talking there from Zero Mo. Um, Nigel, yeah, fascinating lady, just just fantastic, and um, and, and we thank her for sponsoring this podcast. Indeed, and, and you know the thing—the thing that I got to have dinner with um, with Sally. In fact, uh, we got chauffeured around in in one of her Teslas for the evening, which was lovely, and and had a nice dinner with a bunch of people who um, uh, I rode up with a couple of buddies on our zeros, um, and uh, and then we shared a shared dinner with a couple of people from the Electric Vehicle Association. And digging in with Sally into what was motivating her was just wonderful because I said, "What." What, are, what is it that motivated you to actually, you know, suddenly start lending people electric um, gardening equipment? And she said, well, no one was doing it. You know, people needed to, people just need to experience it. That's why we take people on test drives in, in Teslas. It's why, um, you know, when you get to experience one of these things personally, the penny drops. And so that's what's motivating her. And she simply saw a gap in the market and went after it. She's not making any money from it. It's a not-for-profit. She's just doing it because it needs to be done. And, um, you know, massive, massive kudos to her. Good on you, Sally. Well, she must like putting the pedal to the floor, um, you know, with a Tesla and going to not to 102 and a half seconds or whatever it is that she can achieve. And, um, she and, loves um, a fast car, yeah. And um, <laughs> obviously just likes looking at the Tesla smile, which we uh, talked about, um, you know, it's, uh, when, um, when that um, people experience that. Now, look, um, Tesla electric vehicles, as you have pointed out, um, it's not just a four-wheel business, it's a two-wheel business. And... Um, introduce us to our next guest and your interview while you're up in Newcastle. So this was a classic. We had a bunch of people come past who were obviously interested in bikes, and we had three zeros there. I rode up with um, with a couple of buddies, um, uh, Tom and Andy, and actually big shout out to Andy who brought all the AV gear up and carried up immense amounts of gear on his electric motorbike from Sydney with us and did all the recording and the shooting for us. Uh, thanks, Andy, heaps. He might have some video footage for us soon too. And while we were there, uh, a guy came over and he had that look in his eyes. Oh, that's not a real bike, you know. And we, we got chatting. And as we started chatting, we discovered that he was a classic born and bred motorcycle and car race fan. He goes to all the events around the world, in fact, and uh, has 12 motorbikes, I think it was. Loves his classics. And we had a really, really interesting and passionate conversation with... Uh, with him about 
what it might take to get him thinking outside the box and what would it take to get him uh, to actually, you know, consider an electric vehicle. Uh, and uh, here's what he had to say. So you love a performance vehicle then? Anything. Yeah. Anything, anything, that'll, anything that'll go speed. fast. Speed. Speed, speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedway, bikes. I do the MotoGP, went to MotoGP. Did you? Super bikes in, because I... Phillip Island, Phillip you do Island. the local ones as I, well? Well, I did um, the super bikes been doing official thing down there oh, track yeah. marshal so i went Good to on went to moto gp and did it as well um and i i i wanted to try and get in pit lane but they put me on start finish right. start finish line which mate, where we were sitting in the box i could have leaned out and pushed old valentino oh, rossi oh beautiful that's that's great. gold awesome oh and being a track official you can just walk through the pits yeah and do whatever you like it's great Philip Island was just on recently, right? Mm. And I was watching the interview. Mm. Uh, no, I was watching the lead-up event. Daryl Beatty was doing a commentary, and Mick Doohan went and did a lap yeah. on the Energica, right? Yeah. The electric Energica, which is next year's Moto E. No one bike. saw that. That someone had to get told to open the gate for him because they didn't hear him they coming didn't hear back him. down the straight. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so so tell me because this is one. This is you know I ride an electric bike and. I've worked on petrol bikes all my life. I grew up around racetracks like you, going to events, mm. all that kind of thing. What do you think about the electric class? This, what does it, what is it, you know, how does it make you feel Nothing. thinking that electric bikes are coming? <laughs> well, I think they're coming, aren't they? There's no stopping that. But oh, I don't know. Uh, the noise doesn't. You get, get a, look at look at Formula One. How yep. many people tried to exit Formula One because they changed the noise? Yep. If the noise was still there. Yep. But it was a different noise. Yep. When you go to electric, there's no noise. Yep. It's, uh, it's weird, isn't it? It is. It's strange. For me, strange, I suppose the generation behind me coming through, it may not be. Right. Because they'll be more used to it. So. What did the crowd react like, you reckon, when when Mick Doohan did that lap on the Energica? I think they were all just waving at Mick Doohan. They weren't worried about the bike. Right. Couldn't hear the bike. Couldn't hear the bike. People I was talking to, oh, yeah. oh, did he go around, did he? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it. they were... T- because they were doing an interview in Pitt Strait as well with yep. someone else when yep. he was riding around. I didn't yep. even see it. So you 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 ride. You were telling yeah. me, what what at what point would you consider electric? What is it that's going to make the difference for you? That, where you'd go? I got to get one. Is there a point for me? I don't think there is a point. No. You want to feel. I, you want I think to feel trying it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to try it. Yeah. You want to have a go. It's like anything, isn't it? With bikes, if you ride a bike or cars or whatever you want to have a go at it yeah okay and that's um you're having a bit of a yak about zeros to ray um so yeah look, interesting stuff look I, I i can't get my mind around electric electric bikes but um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what was the best part you know we we talked for a good 40 minutes we didn't capture all of it on uh on on the tape but we talked for a good 40 minutes when he started off he was you know very skeptical by the time we got to the end of the conversation he was actually saying do you know do you know I actually think I do have an application for this because my wife rides and she doesn't like the maintenance and she just wants something that is, you know, simple and fast. She's used to fast bikes, so she wants something that's quick. And and by the end of it, he was convincing himself of the merits of this vehicle. So he, he came 
almost full circle and was quite prepared to have one in his garage by the end of a 40 minute conversation and walked off you know quite intrigued and delighted so it was it was great to see him go through that journey and and look at all and 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 discover all the benefits so uh yeah good fun it's one of the advantages of being able to have a long conversation or a deep conversation with people and you can just sort of take them through it because their initial reaction might be oh no that can't be true and then when they think about it a bit more and it's the same thing we see between you know in this argument over renewables and can wind and solar and storage you know power the grid and um you know it takes time and most people's conversation over social media and on the TV and the news, you know, it's only about 15 or 20 seconds. It's, that's just not long enough for people to shift their position. It's not, Giles. And, and, you know, it's funny when you go back 10 or 15 years plus in the solar industry, I remember there being a big mission for us to myth bust for consumers. Let's bust all these myths about solar. Solar is reliable. Solar will provide equal or better power quality. We just spent years and years and years educating consumers uh, about the truth about what solar could do and how it would do it and all those kinds of things and we're there now we've got those myths all busted and people just understand it but those myths are right we're right at the beginning of the myth cycle again on evs and a classic example of that was i I was looking after a tesla model s for a while and showing people around when they came and, and showed a bit of an interest and a lady came over and stuck her head through and and I dashed over and said, oh, would you like to have a seat? I'll show you through the car, show you something, tell you a little about it. And she looked at me and, and she scoffed and she said, no, they can't be used. It'll never work because there's not enough places to plug them in and walked off. So she is a classic example of this myth. And I, I kind of started chasing after her going, but wait, there's charging stations. We, we just came from Sydney. We've charged all the way. And I tried to get to her, but she was just blocking. She just was... She was convinced that it would make no sense at all and is oblivious to the fact that there are literally hundreds of millions of power points around Australia and tens of millions of three-phase outlets and now hundreds, almost thousands of, of charge, um, higher power charge locations popping up all over the place. So myth-busting in EVs, that's our next big mission. Absolutely. And, um, and that's what this Driven podcast is all about, just like our, um, our sister podcast, Solar Insiders and Energy Insiders. Um, that's what it is, is trying to tell these stories and, um, and buff myths. Nigel, well, look, thanks, mate, for reporting back from your trip to Newcastle. Um, all excellent stuff and um, great to see Ionic launched. Um, and look, I look forward to reporting back in a couple of weeks and um, letting you know how it all went. I look, I look forward, forward to that. To Good on you, mate. Well, um, thank you. And thanks to all the listeners out there. Thanks once again to our sponsor um, at Zero Mo. And uh, we'll be back very soon. Bye for now. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by Zero Mo, the non-profit initiative that supports battery electric alternatives for lawn and gardening maintenance. Zero Mo helps transition to cleaner and quieter garden power tools and electric vehicles powered by 100% renewable energy. Visit zeromo.com.au and find out how you can make the switch to zero emission, petrol-free lawn and garden maintenance.